Hello and welcome to the MetaPod Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. It is a new day in a new area. I am at the new place that I've moved to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might not sound any different, but it looks different. I got a nice colorful wall behind me. You do. Sean. You do. It kind of fits our theme, you know, with the green. I got some green in there in yeah. the wall, but I also got some purple and blue and it's very nice, Jake. I actually I like I like this this specific look uh, because you have that like, you know, what you expect of like the Twitch or the YouTuber where it's like colorful wall, a shelf with all the pokey stuff. But like there's not too much depth. Do You know what I mean? Like sometimes like, yeah. I know my room has a lot of depth, but it's like furnished to a degree. But like, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes if you have too much depth and not enough stuff, it just kind of looks like an empty room. This mm-hmm. it, it for everything frames your your face really nicely. I I uh. I'm in a corner. I'm like dead set in the corner of the basement. So like this, this bookshelf is like right against that wall. And then here I can touch this wall. And I've, I'm in a, I'm in a dungeon again. Basement buddies, a, Jake, basement buddies. We're both in basement the basement buddies, except I live with my parents now. So it doesn't matter. Doesn't no, matter. I mean, I'm saving a ton of money on rent. So that's, that's, true. that's what matters for More. me. And I've ne- I have not had fast food this week, Sean. How? I have not had fast food in like a week and a half because your parents have your parents been cooking for you. Yeah, I've, oh I've just gosh. eaten mom and dad's cooking and dear God, it's awesome. But my mom, she bought uh, dark chocolate Oreos the other day and I don't really have a sweet tooth, Sean. I don't really have a sweet tooth, but those dark chocolate Oreos are so good. It might be the best Oreos that I've ever had. Wow. Uh, well, that is I mean, I can't partake of them anymore, but that does sound delicious. Um, do they not have like they have gluten uh well i mean but they have gluten-free oreos now but they're just kind of like the basic or it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it sounds delicious we need to make we need to make dark chocolate gluten-free oreos for shine because those were <laughs> i mean the, they're so nice they're so good they're so good but anyways we got a lot of stuff to talk about today there was a big giant event well, I don't know exactly how giant. A but big like, giant, not well, so big. Well, there was a big monumentous event. event that happened, an IRL tournament that happened over out east in New Jersey on the coast. And then we're going to be talking about evolving skies because that is right around the corner. And honestly, like, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk a little bit about post rotation, but we, we can save that for next week, I think. We, yeah, we can yeah. save that. I, I'm starting to see all the tier lists uh-huh. come out. Of people talking about where they rank their their post rotation decks, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to sell my Shadow Riders that I have right now. I mean, it's not like it's a tier C deck; it's still like a tier one or two deck, right? It's just not S tier. I mean, but like, I don't know. I got lucky on pulling them. I, I will I've say got three of them. I'll sell like two of them, maybe. I will say, Jake, it may not. It's one of those things where, like, the ability to accelerate energy will always be powerful. Oh, no, it's always going to be good. So, like, Shadow Rider is always going to be good. It's just not going to be as good for sure because, with Gengar, like, a huge part of why that deck is good is Gengar yes. Mimikyu in that, giving you, like, a legitimate extra turn. Yeah, that that is that is very true. And also, like, the, I think there was another option that people were playing with, Cobalion. Like Cobalion just giving you an extra turn as well. Cobalion like GX. Using Iron Rule? People are, I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding, Sean. People are doing it. But Iron Rule just stops them attacking, right? It doesn't stop, it doesn't stop them playing cards. I just. No, but I mean, it's something. It's something, I guess. To me, though, that's like, why would you play a card that just stops an attack instead of playing a card that stops everything i mean i guess it doesn't technically stop an attack well, but i, I think it it's one. more of a thing in like something like adp yes yes where it's like already playing metal energies yeah, i don't think it's true. like super super popular but it's something that i saw over the weekend that i was like oh that's actually a that's a decent thing huh. well uh do we want to read the first review the, not the first the review this week jake do you want to get into the review we do. Thank you all again so much the other week for getting us up to 50 reviews. Now we're pushing our way to 100. Um, with the state of the world, we're going to try to meet up at Gen Con and try to do stuff at Gen Con. But th- th- please, th- the end of the world, don't come yet. But because <laughs> we found this wonderful comment on YouTube, this wonderful person, Wysteria? Wysteria? Is that 
Sean, do you think that's uh, how you yeah. pronounce it? Yeah, I mean, that seems about right. It might be wisteria. But, oh, isn't that a flower? Uh, I think wisteria. Wisteria is a, like, it's it's a word that I know of. I don't know if it's a flower, but, so it might be wisteria. So it's like a play on wisteria and something else. Anyways. Oh, but anyways, they left a nice, wonderful comment on one of Sean's YouTube videos about the podcast. So Sean showed it to me. I was like, Sean, we got to read this. This is a great, this is a great review. This is a great comment. This is a five-star review in my book. Well, I mean, I would give this, I would say that we got five yeah, stars. Five-star review. We're reviewing the review and we give it five stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. But let's get into it. I'm a new Pokemon TCG player, and I recently found your podcast, Metapod, which absolutely fantastic. I listened to it religiously during the commute. Oh, yes, we love it. And both you and Jake have been such amazing resources. I enjoy your easy to understand discussions about the meta, even for a new player like me. And I'm convinced you guys are good luck. Same day I listened to an episode where you discussed the Leon card. You pulled the full art version from Target and grabbed a pack on a whim. Really appreciate that you guys don't shy away from difficult topics since, or such as misogyny in the Pokemon community. Makes me feel welcomed as a female player. Thank you. Thank so you so much for that wonderful, kind comment. That was amazing. Yeah, we don't normally read YouTube. Yeah, we said we'd read YouTube. This was a YouTube comment on we one of my- We don't get a lot of YouTube comments. We don't, <laughs> but I also, like, this is from my video, but I pulled it out, I saw it, and, like, I was like, I got to share this with Jake, and Jake was like, we got to, so- you know, your your um, unofficial reviews elsewhere may may one day make it into the pod. But but uh, yeah, we wanted to read this one because it was just so lovely. It, it's good. I mean, Sean and I, Sean, and I, that's kind of like what Sean and I want to do with the podcast. We want to make it to where like, you know, we have like those difficult discussions and we have those topics that kind of adhere to everyone. And because I think like whether you're a new player or a veteran, like we're going to talk about evolving skies today you know i think that pertains to both the new players and veterans the new players okay what cards do i need to be looking for the veterans uh what what kind of combos do they think can do well or what maybe should i look out for buying singles and whatnot or just like or even like for collectors what cards i think look awesome you know oh yeah i say that a lot of times there's, so a, there's a lot it, of beautiful cards in this set there it's pretty wild, actually, how many beautiful cards there are in this set. But uh, again, super appreciate everybody that listens to the pod, leaves feedback, leaves nice review statements, all that stuff. Super appreciate it, Sean. Uh, do we want to, before we get into the set review, Jake mentioned it about the tournament, the, the wild uh, tournament, the IRL event that was run. Uh, if you are part of Pokey Twitter, especially... Which, uh, if you're not, I don't blame you. It can be a pretty terrible place sometimes. It's better than Burbank on Facebook, in my opinion. That is true. I mean, no, no, no hate to the the mods on Burbank, but Burbank is it's a bit of a cesspool. Uh, <laughs> I actually left. Um, I actually left Burbank the other week. Oh wow! I mean, I was I, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I probably should leave too, because like I never read any of the stuff on it anymore. It's just. But yeah, anyways, Pokey Twitter was all a buzz about this uh, last this this over the weekend. The reason is computer and gaming universe. You may have sort of heard rumblings about like, oh, there's going to be a 10k IRL event in Jersey, especially if you were in the Northeast. Like, it's you know, it's not going to be too far to travel for you, so you might as well maybe you'll meet up with people you haven't seen in a long time. You know, other players, and that was also the reason that Ethan uh, Hexter. Um, was going to do his event on the same weekend is because there was already going to be an influx of people. Obviously, Ethan's event was canceled for a variety of reasons, but uh, but actually, one of the reasons was cost and prize support, which Ethan didn't feel like he could financially support, right? Which is a good segue to the problem with this event. Jake, what 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 did you hear was the problem with this event? So this event was advertised as a $10,000 prize pool of things. But when people got to the event, underfunded, way underfunded than it was advertised. That's a, that's a small statement. The price players the price were support. being paid to be at the event. Cheating scandal. And well, you know what? It's just, it's the epitome. I don't know much about the cheating scandal. Okay. I, was, I, didn't uh, hear about, I don't, I didn't hear about the cheating scandal. 
Ooh. I had seen it from uh, Charlie Kerr. Charlie Kerr tweeted a cheating scandal. Pokemon is back, okay. ladies and gentlemen. And I thought it was just <laughs> hilarious. But uh, here is. Here's the thing we're going to we might bag on this a little bit for, you know, the the prizing and stuff. But overall, I heard that outside of the prizing and stuff, this was a very good event. Very safe kept things clean, sanitized, spaced. The opponents were great. Judges were good. Things like that. Just a $60 entry fee into the event to not have a $10,000 prize pool. I think I heard it was way less than half. Well, yeah. I don't know every, I don't know the exact number. I think the prize pool would have been like maybe a total of $1,200 or something. And I think yeah. first place would have gotten because I think Digimon had the same and I think Magic even had the same number of participants roughly. And I know that for Digimon, first place got three hundred dollars. Which, like, okay, fine, but like fifth to eighth place, you basically got back your entry fee. Um and and for, for context to everybody, like they did technically say 10K event. They advertised it as 10K. That was in big and bold. There was like a place somewhere on the website or something. That did say, like, you know, here's the thresholds of payout, right? And we need mm-hmm. 500 people to make it a 10K event, which, like, okay, it's technically there. The problem was they didn't tell anybody how many people had registered until the day of the event or the day before. So, like, if you're registering, you have no idea how many people are registering. You have no idea what the prize pool is going to be. So it felt like the rug got pulled out from under everybody who attended. And also, like... I get that you need to to you can't have a prize pool bigger than what your entry is. That's just math, right? Mm-hmm. But like the actual prize pool to entry for each tournament is just so off. It was like they collected six thousand dollars in entry fees per per card game, basically, and paid out a thousand or so. And like you could say venue cost, blah blah blah, but like they use the same venue for like four or five different card games over three days. So it's like the venue cost is one fixed cost for that window of time, right? So every event that they run, it it doesn't get more expensive to run another event, if you know what I mean, right? So it's like it, it was pretty yeah. That that's the shady part. I don't know much about um I don't know much about the other events about how people felt about like the Digimon event or like the you said magic, right? Yeah, magic as well. I don't know how those events went. I just know like the Pokemon realm of what it is. But um, I did hear, though, that masks were mandatory and that not wearing a mask was going to result in a game loss, which I think was awesome. I did see testaments though, of some officials, judges not wearing a mask. So that is not awesome. <laughs> but I like the rule, at least if you're not wearing a mask, you get a game loss. I like that yeah. rule. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say like, you know, to your point, Jake, everybody said the judges were great. The tournament ran smoothly. For the most part, it was just they people were happy to see other people in the community that they hadn't yeah, seen. Yeah, just happy to play IRL yeah. again. And, like, I think there's a lot of credit to be given in that regard. But I think what that comes down to is... Um, I think what it comes down to, though, is, like, you know, that isn't really uh, something that the organizers... Like, the fact that the judges are good means, hey, congratulations, you either hired or convinced good judges to volunteer, one of the two. But, like, it's the judges who made the event good, not you, the organizer. So, for the organizer's perspective, though, like, oof, big, big sad. Jake Jake sent me some stuff out here. There was one more, like, thing that I want to hit on, and that was the entry tournament, Matt. Um, oh. Everybody got a play, Matt, from the event. And for those of you that don't know, Sean makes play mats. Mm-hmm. Kind of. He commissions I, I artists. Them. I actually have one right here. Let me pull it up. Uh, Sean commissions artists to make play mats for Digimon and stuff. And it looks absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Right there, you can see that play mat from the event. Yep. And I'm sure somebody drew and somebody worked really hard and, and put a lot of time and effort into it. And it's it's got its charm. Yeah, look, but I don't I, think people were expecting this play, Matt. I, a lot of people want it, though. I, I saw mean, a lot of tweets mm-hmm. that were like, yo, does anybody want to sell their CGU TCG 
Fest playmat. I mean, people want it in the same way that people loved. Do you remember the restoration of the uh, Jesus painting that went wrong? No. Okay. I I kind of I kind of want to find this. Hold on. Uh, but the the story uh, of that restoration is it was done so poorly that it became a meme uh, in its own right. Restoration fail. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, there we go. Images. Let me just let me just pull this bad boy up for you real quick. Put it on screen, Sean. I'm ready to see this. Okay, and there we go. That was a restoration. <laughs> That's my point. Is is it was like there's a lot of other um, background elements here. It's like a famous painting, etc. But to me, like. You know, this, uh, I think it's popular for the same reasons, which people are like, again, I don't want to hate on any artist's work per se, uh, but, you know, I think there's a lot of great artists and designers out there who could have really done a great job with this mat. And like, boy, howdy. It's just, just it looks, yeah, anyways. That's all the I'll event say. itself was definitely interesting to watch unfold on social media and i'm glad that at least like people had fun like people yeah. went well it wasn't like it wasn't like some of these online events that like the online event that we talked about not too long ago where oh. like the person was dishing out like old packs. crimson invasion packs yeah. Yeah. as prizing like at least it wasn't like that yes yeah so because that's like legitimately scummy <laughs> <laughs> very much so the other stuff is more like just unfortunate and, and uh, soon, hopefully fingers crossed. I can't hold my breath, but hopefully soon we have IRL events back, Sean yes. fingers crossed. And hopefully we can have like regionals back too and stuff and just have the, the, the mat is going for about $25 on eBay. There's a couple listings for it, Sean, if you want one, I mean, do I want the meme that badly? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. I don't know why you wouldn't, I, but anyway, I, Sean, <laughs> are you ready to talk about what everybody's been itching for? It is the evolving skies set review. Yes. We can get into it. We can, Yeah. And so, here we go. We've got evolving skies coming with you today. This may be an, a website that you are not familiar with. For those of you watching on YouTube, we're actually pulling this from Justin Basil's website that Justin Basil has. Justin Basil is one of the writers at Pokey Beach. I don't know if they write anywhere else, but this is a really good website for anyone who is interested, you know, is a competitive card game player or even collectors. Um, this website is pretty good because this page is titled highlights from evolving skies. But if you look up at the tabs, you've got like a whole deck deck building tab where you can look at stables, noteworthy cards, pre-release deck building guides, regular building guides, um, archetype, upcoming things, highlights, you know, what should you play talking about rotation, like a whole budget, like this yeah. is a really good resource I think online that people should use, especially if you're a newer player, like kind of how we mentioned the, our wonderful comment lever said that they were a newer player in the game. I think this is a really good website to look at for you. We're going to focus though, Sean on the, well, you know what? Well, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the player stuff. We'll talk about the cards that we like competitively from this set. And then I'm going to ask you at the end, what's your favorite card from the set art wise? Okay, so we can so start. I'll give, you, I'll give you time as we're going through mm -hmm. to think about it. But Sean, I'm going to kick things off first. I want to talk about stage ones. There's like three stage ones on your screen right now. If you could scroll down to the Ludicolo. Okay, this guy over right here. here. This Ludicolo 140 HP water Pokemon has the ability Energetic Dance. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may use the ability. During this turn, the attacks of your basic Pokemon do 100 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. 100 more damage. And doesn't even have that bad of an attack right there. It's very vanilla. It's a vanilla attack, just a water and colorless. But it does 120 damage for two health. Plus, with your ability... 
you're doing 220 damage for just a water and colorless attack. So I like this card, Sean. I think this is a really, really cool card. I think the stage ones are pretty sweet in this set outside of the V maxes. We'll get to the V maxes later. Um, but Ludicolo, I've seen a lot of memes with this card. I've seen it paired up with a Magikarp. You get four Ludicolos on a bench and a Magikarp, and all of a sudden Magikarp with a, uh, what is it, Muscle Band or whatever that card is right now in the An format. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. And it just does like 420 damage for like one energy. Like if you evolve all four Ludicolo in one turn, just like stupid stuff like that. But I've also seen some people legitimately talking about uh, Ludicolo Zashi and V to one shot the V maxes, um, which I think would be actually really, really interesting if you could get that online. seems like a lot of bench space, but obviously with this Ludicolo, you kind of want to pair it up with like scoop up nets. Yes. I think if you're going to play a deck that heavily utilizes Ludicolo, you're going to need scoop up nets, scoop up your low tad, put them in. Uh, It might be difficult with the rare candies. Because Ludicolo is a stage two. I think I said stage one earlier. I just got really excited. I want to talk about Ludicolo. Skipped yeah. stage one and went over to stage two. But Ludicolo, I'll clarify, is a stage two Pokemon. That means it has to evolve twice in order to get to Ludicolo. But, um, well, you know, you've got Rare Candy in this format. So it could work out. You, you it also, could work out. You it, have, I think it's the, what's the pre-evolution to Ludicolo? Lotad. Lotad. There is that Lotad that if you draw it at the start of your turn... You can play it onto your bench for free, right? Pair that. It's true. With the so you could do that with something like the Oranguru from Sword and Shield Base to put it at the very top of your deck. I don't know. Are there trainer cards that allow you to do that? Um, I mean, the only trainer cards that would allow you to throw down a stage two or anything like that automatically are like the Rapid Strike, Mustard, and Single Strike. But I don't think Lotad has. I don't remember if Lotad has a single or Rapid Strike version. But, I don't think so, but yeah. so, I mean, Ludicolo wouldn't work anyway. I don't think I would go with Mustard. I think you want to try to get the Ludicolos down as fast as possible with like, a, with like abilities and non-supporters because everybody's so heavily invested to like Marnie and yeah. um, the professor's research and boss right now. So it probably just seems like the better idea to just try to naturally get into it. But I mean, but I, yeah, the, I, fr- I completely forgot about the Lombre, to be honest. The yeah. Lombre putting itself on the bench when you top deck it. That's actually a pretty interesting idea. Maybe Guru comes back. I Maybe think, buy your Gurus. I think if you're playing Zacian, right, and you're, you're going to have a Guru, I think it kind of starts to look a bit like um, Sword and Shield format, like base format ADP, except without ADP, where you have Zacian and a Ranguru. <laughs> and now instead of ADP bumping your damage, you just have Ludicolo. So you... You do the Lotad or the the Lombre Ludicolo nonsense with the Ranguru. <laughs> and you probably still, I mean, even then, like different than ADP, you still probably have a favorable tr- prize trade with a lot of decks because VMAXs are wild right now and they're going to be even more wild with Evolving Skies. Yep. Personally, like you don't see you don't see a ton of like one prize decks. No. Right and, now, to be honest. And you add 100 damage to it. That puts you at 330, which can hit over most things. But then, you know, yeah. say, say people and that like, doesn't even include like the, the muscle band that I said, to, you know, to go up to 340, which I think knocks out everything it does or rusted sword putting you at 360. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. It's it's I will say it's a fun combo. I would not be surprised if some creators uh, I'm looking at. I'm thinking of the the flex daddy righteous of the world or. Uh, I'm thinking of Little Dark Furies, right? I'm thinking Somebody. LDF is going to pair this up with the Magikarp. That's what I'm uh, thinking. Okay. Just to make the memes, just for the memes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, LDF has got the wildest videos for the funnest, wildest decks. Mm. You know, definitely going to pair this up with some baby bulk Pokemon that nobody's ever thought about using and yeah. just make it absolutely massive. I can already see the headline. Yeah, just some one energy attackers. What's... uh? I mean, I think almost this could be interesting with um, Tool Drop Whimsicott, but it's a lot of stage ones and twos. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you could do that. I don't know if you could do that. Yeah. Plus, like with Whimsicott, nah, I don't nah, think that I works. I don't see it with Whimsicott. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it with that. All right. Well, I. I oh, actually, it doesn't work because it's not a basic Pokemon. Okay. Yes. Uh, you gotta have a basic, Sean. That's you know what reading is fundamental. Um. 
I think the next one I want to talk about really quick is this Milotic here. Um, I think this Milotic is a great example of why Pokemon would, I think, be well-placed to bring back a Ditto Prism Starlight card. That's like the whole reason why I want to talk about these baby evolutions is because I want I, I want Ditto Prism back. I, yeah. I miss it. I think Ditto Prism, for me, like I didn't appreciate it enough because I, I at least was playing... It was like my first year or so, like in the Pokemon card game. And I'm like, okay, cool. Ditto Prism can evolve over things, yada, yada. I think seeing more and more of these stage ones, especially with really interesting abilities and thinking like, oh, if you're, if you're a veteran player, especially being able to choose tech cards like that to go and grab out of your deck. So this melodic, for those of you who don't know, it has the ability whenever your opponent plays a supporter from their hand, prevent all effects of that card done to your hand. Now, that is obviously good for Marnie, right? So I'm just like, that, oh, that would be so good. But it's, it's, it doesn't feel good enough to bother putting in the uh, Feebast or whatever. Like, I wouldn't run a 1-1 one, one line of this just to stop Marnie. But if Ditto Prism existed, you'd run this and a couple of other cards and call yeah, it Yeah, I mean, you'd run, you'd run that. You'd run Frostmoth. You'd run some Inteleon Drizzles over yeah. there. Like, And uh, another one that I kind of want to get into real quick, going back, we don't have Ditto Prism, Sean, but if you scroll down a little bit to Zorark, okay. just a couple more rows down, Zorark is a... Oh, is go back this? up. Go back up. It's on the right oh, side. Uh, oh, 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 I see it. I see it now. Gotcha. It's that dark Pokemon right there. Yeah. So it's got the ability Illusion Transformation. Search your discard pile for a stage one evolution card, not Zorark. Discard this Pokemon and all cards attached to it, then put the new Pokemon in this one's position. So we don't have a Ditto Prism, but we are getting a Zorark that can transform into different stage one Pokemon, Sean. And that does not include VMAX, I believe, because I think if you look on the VMAX's card, it doesn't say stage one. It says VMAX, so it's kind of like a different evolution per se. It's considered yes. an evolution Pokemon, but this one specifically saying yes. stage one is going to make it a little bit different. But, I mean, that could be another really easy way to get like a Lombre down. That could be the easy way to get my Lodic down. You know, if you yeah. run more Zoroks for, well, I wouldn't say dark, maybe like dark box, not necessarily a turn to VMAX, but like, I don't know, something of the sort with the, with the Umbreons you got going on, or really just any deck, to be honest, like it might be a good, like toolbox deck. I think people are talking about this card and expanded. Okay. I'm pretty sure because especially with Battle Compressor, right? We've talked about Battle Compressor time, time again in Expanded. One of the best cards in Expanded, in my opinion. Um, you know, you're able to get those, discard those stage ones all right away. And then if you can just evolve, you can go into whatever you need. You know, maybe some sort of control deck. You know, you remember uh, um, Sanders Orbeetle? Yes. Like little baby Orbeetle control deck. That's kind of, I think this could maybe factor into it as well with this. That can help you maybe get some of your uh, specific Pokemon that you need in certain matchups. Um, I think be very, very interesting. I think an interesting ruling for this card will also be whether or not when you switch it out with another card, if the new card that comes onto the field will have been considered played that turn or if it will retain the, um, you know, effects, if you will, of Zorark, meaning if you had the Zorark at the start of your turn, you go and swap it with something, could you then evolve it into a stage two? I think, don't quote me on this, I think it's the same concept as Ditto V, mm -hmm. with Ditto V's ability. I believe it, it sticks to your point of, like, if it just got in that turn... Um, it does not evolve into a VMAX. It has to be there for a full turn. So I would assume the same is with Zorark. You know, you evolve Zorark that turn. You can just switch it and then put a stage two on top of it. Yeah. You have to wait like another full turn in order to get um, a stage two. I, I think that's what I, if I had to take a guess, that's what I would say. 
Um, but obviously I am not a, I am not a judge. <laughs> so no, it's just that, that ruling could be, that ruling could be different. It's just an interesting like thing to consider. Like if you're building decks um, with Zorark because you want to do maybe a toolbox stage one or toolbox stage two single prizer deck, mm -hmm. um, could be an interesting thing to consider to be like, okay, based on the matchup, if maybe, maybe your goal is you play a four, four line of Zorark and then, you know, a, a variety of stage ones and twos. And your goal is to hit for weakness. Let's say you're playing Aurora energy and you're like, I'm going to win by taking three prizes at a time and hitting for weakness. Obviously the problem with this strategy is <laughs> uh, Zorark is not really that beefy. So you probably, uh, I mean, it's 120 HP Pokemon, so it's not, yeah, it's not no. the thickest of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, that rapid strike Urshifu looking at it like, mm, juicy. Uh, let me just <laughs> let me just slam a jam a you with this yeah. uh with this move. Mew is gonna be oh my God. bench barrier not being in the format is just gonna hurt, Sean. It's just gonna hurt. Let's talk about maybe one more of these little baby, maybe two more. Okay. I've got I've got at least two more non VV Max Pokemon that I want to talk about, Sean. Let's go first to the Flaffy. Yes. Um, we've kind of talked about this Pokemon. A lot of people are excited about this. It is the return of Ray Eels. Mm -hmm. Ray Eels, a deck that was going on during like the hard gold, soul silver, black and white era that was Rayquaza V Max. It had uh, whatever the eel Pokemon's name is Electric um, or Electros. I don't know which evolution stage, but one of them. The one of them. But anyways, it was a Pokemon that accelerated lightning energy from the discard onto Pokemon. And so Flaffy is here as a stage one doing that exact same thing. Once your turn, you may disc or you may attach a lightning energy from your discard pile onto one of your bench Pokemon. Very, very good ability. People are very excited about this. Um, they're excited for the archetype to come back because we'll talk about Rayquaza VMAX here later. We've talked about it a little bit before. Um but yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. Um, you said there was I don't another really see baby. Any, I don't see decks though. So like go, sticking there real quick. I don't really see it in like Coco V Max. No, I don't know if Coco V Max is good enough to really be like a factor in the meta. I think that you would play this with any lightning deck, right? I don't know if Probably. Bolton V, so like Turbo Volton B, you know, when Bolton first came out, mm -hmm. you know, people were trying Bolton V and stuff. I don't know if Flaffy could make that work. I, I just feel like we need a better way of getting cards in the discard pile. I think, yeah, that, that would be the biggest problem, right? Is like, there's no battle compressors. You do have research and you're going to have, you know, other draw and discard cards, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you are planning to play Turbo Bolton for whatever reason, uh, I do think you run this at maybe, th you know, three or four of, only because your opponent will probably not, you know, depending on the deck that they're running, they're not going to focus necessarily on killing your Flaffies um, if you have a Bolton that's powered up, right? Because then it's it's too dangerous to kill the Flaffies and not the Bolton, right? They're going to look at the Bolton and go, okay, I, I need to kill this thing. Um, if yeah, you it's, your it's energy, about where you put your energy because yeah. it's not it's not like Naganadal, if you remember, Sean, from mm. uh, Forbidden Light. We're the I one think. that you have to attach all the energy to it, right? The metal and... Yeah, psychic. yeah. The Naganadal, you had to attach energies to the Naganadal, whereas with Di Dynamotor on the Flaffy, you can put it anywhere on the bench. You know, you can spread it out as much as you want. You know, Bolton's attack cost is only, what, two energies? Two. So you can do, like, two energies on the Bolton, one on each Flaffy on the bench to kind of spread it out. So if they do want to boss something up, it's not like they're taking five energies off your board at the exact same time. Exactly. Um, and leaving a Bolton to live turn after turn is pretty It could be tough. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's slowing your opponent down in terms of prize trade, so... I think if you're going to run that, you probably do run this. <laughs> I do think maybe that this could pair well with Zeraora V also. Because mm -hmm. especially with no bench barrier Mew, Sean, you might be able to chain, especially with rapid strike energy, you know, being able to be used here. You might be able to do a lot of a lot of consecutive attacks. Now, 100 to the active is not the best thing in the world. 
But with something like boss or Fionn or something, you can consistently move that hundred damage Pokemon down to the bench. Now you're doing 280, maybe like a telescopic sight. Now you're yeah. doing 310 total. And that doesn't include maybe any other shenanigans that you might have, like scoop up net zigzagoon or, you know, to hit like the 320 or something on those combo turns. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think Zeraora also could benefit. I, the question is like whether or not Zeraora needs this, right? Because you said about rapid strike energy, once you attack with it, another Zeraora can on the following turn come up and attack for just one lightning, right? Um, has, I don't. I feel like I, I know that the Zeraora V's, you have to do it in succession. Yes, exactly. in order to get the extra 180. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's these. Yeah. Okay. So you'd have to you'd have to chain the you'd have to chain the attack from just a rapid strike Pokemon. It just says if one of your other rapid strike Pokemon used an attack during your last turn, it does. Oh, it's 160. I'm sorry, it's not 180. It's my bad. My bad on that. But it's still like a good chunk of damage, right? You can still do 190 with the telescopic sight. Pass Simeon boosting up rapid strike Pokemon to do extra damage. You know, you can you can reach up to 300 plus, I think, with zero aura. Now, you might be running out of bench space at that point yeah. if you've got Flaffy's uh, Passimian zero auras. But I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. I think you could probably you can get zero auras for pretty cheap. You could probably build that deck for pretty cheap and still win like a couple games with it. Um, Do we want to talk about this Glaceon real quick? <clears throat> sure. Yeah, we can talk about Glaceon. I know. I think we mentioned this before, actually, a, a while back, because I, one thing I said is I was like, I bet you Glaceon is going to have something that prevents damage because traditionally that's what Glaceon does, right? Glaceon prevented damage from evolution Pokemon when you used its second attack. And this one just has an ability that prevents damage from all VMAX Pokemon. Not all evolution Pokemon, but oh. VMAX is a type of evolution. So it's consistency. Yes. yes. And you don't have to use that attack, right? Like you can. Mm -hmm. 150 and then 30 to the bench is fine. It's not not great. It's not terrible. Um, I'm not sure how good of a deck this is, honestly, because like you look at something like Zamazenta and like that is not really so powerful. And it's like, well, I guess this is it since it's a bigger Zamazenta in some ways, um, whatever can maybe get through its ability won't kill it instantly. Maybe that's the saving grace of this, but. Well, I think we can look at it with like the Inteleons. Mm -hmm. So I think people had the same idea with Ice Rider, Ice Rider, Calyrex, VMAX. I think a lot of people kind of doubted it because it had a cap of like 250, which mm -hmm. is still really good for two energies, right? That is one less energy than this. But if you think about it, you know, you do the 150. Sure, it doesn't. It's not the best damage. It's not going to one hit KO, but you're doing the 30 of the bench from another Pokemon. And then you've got Inteleons, which can do quick shooting, which can almost guarantee you if you get them out in time, like a two shot on some things, or um, you can use them for their abilities of finding trainer cards to be able to find things like Melanie. We found that Melanie is a bombastic card in Ice Rider Calyrex. So I think Glaceon could make some noise, especially when you combo with something like um, the Suicune V, which we've talked about before. Um, and I think some people have been playing around with it as well, Sean. Yeah. I guess the question becomes like, you know, there's a lot of the cards that make this card better, but is there a better partner in Ice Rider, right? It's like, I think that's mm -hmm. what this sort of suffers from is being good but ice rider is the better vmax to pair suicune or inteleon or any of those cards up with and so it's like ah there's just there's something better <laughs> and you're just like well okay then <laughs> all right but That's... sean i think there's a better vmax of okay. the evolutions than glaceon which one Umbreon VMAX. We've talked a little bit about it before. Some of the more regular listeners may know where we're going with this, but Umbreon VMAX, a dark Pokemon, 310 HP, uh, single strike as well. That's something to note. Single strike Umbreon VMAX has the ability dark signal. 
Once during your turn, when you play this card from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon, you may switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active. This is a good card, Sean, and this will be a good card for a while. It is literally a free boss's orders. Yeah. Free boss's orders. You get to choose who to switch. You get to bring that sucker up and you get to punch it in the face, however, or uh, lock it if you're a control deck. Um, but very, very good. The attack on it, I mean, it's Fine. dark, colorless, colorless, 160 energy. It's not an incredible attack by any means. I don't think we talked about the Japan Nationals. Um, we went over Japan Nationals when that happened. We went over the top 32 and Umbreon for all the decks that it was paired with was just that support Pokemon of using yeah. that free boss's orders. And I mean, you're going to see it in Eternatus. I think you could see it in maybe like Gengar VMAX. I think you, you know, can see it in ADP. If no, ADP is rotating, JK, JK. Well, yeah, when I we didn't preface this, but Sean and I, when we're thinking about the set list, we're thinking about post rotation. Yeah, we're not really thinking about that weird period where, you know, evolving skies is legal with everything else. And it's absolute chaos and a mess. Yeah, we're just thinking to post. I mean, uh, Eternatus is an interesting one because um, you throw this guy down, right? You Evo something up, you hopefully blow it up, maybe. Um, and then, you know, if, an, if your Eternatus gets killed, you can choose then to discard this as, as what you have to discard down if you need to do that. So that way you mm -hmm. have fewer three prizers on the bench. Um, so I think it, that, that helps it for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, any deck that likes to, I think one thing I'm noticing around all of these cards plus cards from Rapid Strike and, um, you know, a, a variety of cards and the fact that Telescopic Sight is still around is that bench damage, spread damage is a big deal right now. And comboing things so that you're taking all those prizes, like four or five, sometimes six prizes in one turn. Cards like this, I think, are going to be... I think, what was it? Was there a Lycanroc GX that had, like, bloodthirsty eyes back in the yes. day? Yes, yeah. yes, Lycanroc GX. Because Buzzrock was a huge thing uh, back in the day with Buzzwool GX as well. So yeah, Crimson Invasion, I think it was. So any deck that likes to do bench damage... And so can like hit two things at once. I think this will, you know, over time become a staple, like a one-one line maybe um, in all those decks to be like, I don't care if I have boss or not. I can either find a boss in my deck or I can find the Umbreon VMAX in my deck. And that actually gives you like at least one more out, probably more assuming you play things like Evolution Incense as well. So if you're playing like three boss in that deck, plus like two or three evolution incense because you're playing other evolutions, then all of a sudden you might go from like, I have two sh chances in my deck to find it to maybe four if you find an Evo incense or five if you just draw the card naturally. Um, and that's the kind of consistency that, that wins games. So, Yeah, and I mean, I, I agree. I think this is a card that can be in a lot of different decks. You know, not just, we mentioned like Eternatus and maybe Gengar, like some dark decks, but I think this can be paired with other, I mean, other things like any rapid or single strike deck specifically, I think could do well with this because you're going to have like single strike S cards that mesh well with this. But again, it's just that free bosses orders. But if we want to talk about, you know, find outs to supporters, Sean, you already know where I'm going with this. Yes. We want to talk about outs to supporters. We have our Tapu Lele GX incarnation. Not exactly. It's but a, it, it's it's close. It's getting there. It's getting there, Sean. Nerfed Magcargo smooth over. You know what? Yeah, you, you know what? You might be. Well, yeah, pretty much. Anyways, in Altaria stage one, dragon type Pokemon, dragon type Pokemon are coming back in this set. For anyone who does not know, they're printing them again. Rip fairy Pokemon. But this Altaria has an ability, a 90 HP Pokemon, alluring melody. Once during your turn, you may search out your deck for a supporter card and reveal it. If you do, shuffle your deck, put the revealed card on the top of your deck. So, Sean, yes, smooth over Macargo, much better. It is limited to just um, supporters, but supporters an instrumental part of the game. You know, if you if you know that you have a dead hand, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, sometimes you you go through and you draw and then all of a sudden you have five energies and uh, evolution incense where you're like, oh, God, yeah, <laughs> like this is it for me. 
So, so the Altaria gives you a lot of flexibility into making sure that you don't dead draw. And then also, oh, you want to Marnie me? That can also guarantee that I'm going to have a supporter in my hand the next turn, even if you yeah. use that Marty. It's not coming into my hand, so then you're like, oh, you've, I know you have that in your hand. I don't want you to have that. Bye. It's going to be like, well, it's going to be in my hand next turn pretty much no matter what unless you reset stamp me, which is rotating. Yeah, I mean. Thank God reset stamp's rotating. I mean, I will say, for people who like to bling out their decks, um, buy, buy your... Um, your orangaroos now the gold orangaroos because it's already going to be expensive because it's a gold orangaroo but um in terms of playability i think orangaroo goes way up because we've already talked about one card where orangaroos are good this is another card and we uh, there's a few things i actually love about this altaria one it's a once per turn right so if you do the work of putting it onto your bench you can use this every turn so that plus an orangaroo which are two cards that are otherwise a non-threat to the opponent. Like, mm -hmm. we, you know, these types of things, they're not worth more than one prize. They're not really a threat to the opponent. Um, so they're probably not going to be targets of, like, a boss, right? They might be targets of some snipe damage, but otherwise, you know, your opponent probably leaves them alone. And I also love that this is, it's free retreat. So it is a pivot Pokemon on top of everything, right? Which, that's a problem a lot of decks, you know, like... You know, you look at some of the top decks from uh, all time, finding good pivot Pokemon for a lot of decks is important. And so now you have a consistency Pokemon plus a pivot Pokemon all in one. It's, yeah. It's pretty sweet, I think. Um, what, what's the next card that we want to talk about? There's a lot of cards on this site. So those of you who are watching on YouTube will see what we're skipping over. Um, this is now we're going to move. We were talking about kind of the support Pokemon, the Pokemon that you see, like do certain effects or things, not necessarily attacking Pokemon, mm. but now we're kind of into the, it's great because uh, Justin on this website separates it into sections. He separates it like utility Pokemon for the players, attacking Pokemon, very clearly kind of drawing out each point. But I kind of want to talk about first leafy on VMAX. I know that uh, Specifically, Celios Network. I've seen him a lot playing around with this deck. Leafeon VMAX on his stream. Grass colorless, grass not 60 times damage for the 310 HP grass VMAX Pokemon. This attack says 60 damage for each energy in your opponent's active Pokemon's retreat cost. So, something really, really interesting. Now, we know that Air Balloon is in the format, things like that. But remember that we have Galar Mine to help boost up yep. retreat costs. There's not really now with, uh, with Altaria that might change if Altaria is very popular in a lot of decks, you know, because free retreat getting away and things like that. But you could all you could trap a lot of Pokemon and utilize Leafy on VMAX. You could, you could just absolutely give your opponent a ton of different like headaches yeah i mean the fact, that, the fact that it is 60 times i think is a big deal because what was it mylotic was only 40 times mylotic v i think so yeah and that was a less number <laughs> yeah it was less it, and it did do 10 plus but whatever <laughs> um and the fact that this also is only two energy whereas mylotic v was three and Milotic was a card that people did play around with, right? Like, hey, could this be good? And it ended up just being like, no, it doesn't. It was do utilized quite in ADP. Yeah, it was like most, a good tech in ADP, especially for Santa Scorch, right? Yes, when Santa Scorch was running around town. But like, two energy is really good, really good for this. And um, you also have Leafeon V, which I'll scroll back up, um, which its ability. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for a grass and attach it to one of your Pokemon. If you do, your turn ends. I guess not really so necessary, but you can spread your energy out turn one, right? Like if yeah, you I mean, to, especially turn one of the game, you know, you can go ahead and just attach two energies. And, you know, you can put them on the same Pokemon as well, whether that's Leafeon or whatever, um, and can give you, I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's not bad, especially if you get stuck as well. Like if you get, if you're in a position to where you're stuck, you can at least accelerate some energy. Yeah. You know, instead of just doing nothing. And I guess the question with this one becomes like, you know, I think for this deck, this is interesting. I feel like for this deck, you almost run tool jammers. I, I don't know. Does tool scrapper rotate? 
Jake? No. Okay, Tool Scrapper came out in Rebel Clash. Got it. So I, I, you might still run Tool Jammer in this, right? Because I think Tool Jammer would be a fine card to run. Because that stops the air balloons. And with Tool Scrapper, like you, if you have it in hand and they have the air balloons down, you play it. But a smart player won't play their air balloons until they need to. But at least with Tool Jammer, because it's only the active Pokemon that it matters for, then like any air balloon that's attached to the active, unless your opponent has a scrapper of their own, which they're unlikely to have, then you just kind of like, well, I guess I have at no retreat reductions. And if you have Galar Mine out, it's just gross. Chaotic Swell is rotating too, so Mine will, um, you can play it on your turn and it will stick, at least for your attack. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at that going like, okay, you know the uh, how much how much retreat does something like um, like Eternatus has three, so this would do, you know this what? would do three hundred base damage to Eternatus and uh, yeah and uh, is Eternatus weak to grass or no it's weak to no it's weak to fighting fighting that's it there are some dark Pokemon like I think Hoopa V coming out is going to be weak to uh, grass Pokemon but mm. um, there are some dark Pokemon that that are weak to to grass because of like bug typings and stuff. I know Obstagoon, the little baby Obstagoon is weak to grass. Okay. But also the second attack, Sean, grass, grass, colorless, max leaf, 170 damage, heal 30 damage from this Pokemon. That is also not a bad attack. I mean, you basically set up two shots on everything in the format because VMAX is at 340. Mm -hmm. um, and Colossal, I mean, Colossal VMAX is weak to grass, so don't even worry about that chum. Um, and you're healing a little bit of damage from yourself, which 30 at first may not seem like a lot, but especially in a two shot format, you know, where things are doing some two shots that could change the tide, you know, end up making it a three shot battle. You know, maybe you put it in, in DDV in this deck as a tech, um, and boom, you're able to, you're able to heal off 50 damage on that turn, which could help you out a lot as well. So not horrible. No, I, I mean, think it's I guess it's nice. Like if you're if you're playing this because of grass knot, but knowing that you have an attack that situationally, like if you're playing against something that's not doing 200 plus damage a turn, um, something like, you know, this type of card that's only doing between 150 to 170 healing 30 damage might might matter to Jake's point about like it's if, you're, if they're going to end up being 10 short, you know, if they don't get there, that's all that matters. You know, it's, it's all or nothing at that point. Um so, yeah, I, we didn't even mention Cherim could combo with this card, Sean, the Cherim that accelerates energies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grass energies. Oh, that's great. So, I mean, there's another there's another Pokemon right there. I'm pretty sure Cherim actually works. Now I'm like doubting myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Cherim, I it's all, it's Oh, no, it's for Pokemon tell. that doesn't have a rule box. Never oh, okay, mind. Never Throw mind. that idea out the JK, window. That's why we didn't talk about it. It doesn't matter. It's only a two energy cost to, to attack the main attack. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. This is a, it's a uh, fooey. I want to talk about this Gyarados VMAX real quick. And the all reason right. is not because Gyarados VMAX is any good. I think 120 discard an energy. I don't know. Maybe discarding an energy is okay. It's whatever. I mean, but I think the thing that might make this card playable to a degree is if you're doing a little bit of damage with this, like somehow 120, 240, whatever. Uh, but being able to put the, um, the memory attachment, um, what is it called? Memory capsule? Memory capsule, yes. Play memory capsule and being able to play temper tantrum because 20 times the number of damage counters, okay, it's 330 HP body, right? There's going to mm -hmm. be a lot of damage counter. So if anybody hits into this and doesn't Oko you, if you have memory capsule for the same amount of energy as any of your other attacks, you could basically be doing lethal damage to anything in the format, which. And remember we have, we have, I can't, I think it's called old cemetery, mm -hmm. but there's the stadium card. Now that chaotic swell is gone. Now that Marsh shadow is gone, where if you attach energies onto a Pokemon, you put damage counters on that Pokemon. Then we even have something like Spike Muth to where if you want to do like some of the some of the spear tomb combos, you can escape rope, switch a Rooney's left, right, center yeah. um, and just get a bunch of damage counters. You know, maybe they did. Maybe your opponent did a little bit of strategic stuff and only put like 50 damage counters on you because they know that they can KO with the other attack. So they did the weaker one mm -hmm. first. So you can't use temper tantrum. You're like, OK, I'm just going to do a bunch of things. 
you know, to get damage counters on myself to put myself in range to do that. If you're just going to Oko me anyway, I might as well take a KO with temper tantrum. I don't know. It seems kind yeah. of like it costs a little bit more than what is actually realistic, but it's just a thought out there. I mean, Frostmoth. And this old cemetery, it's every time you attach an energy from hand, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what's to stop you from attaching seven energy, putting 14 damage counters on this bad boy, and doing 280 damage, right? I mean... It seems good. That's I will say, this is the one thing that water, I think traditionally, at least while I've been playing, um, has struggled with, is you don't have big attackers like ice ice tray like um ice rider doing 250 although you have to discard all the energy to do it 250 damage for a water pokemon is actually very high in the time that me and you have played like most water pokemon have a very limited damage output um and so i think the ability to do oko damage i don't know i i don't think it's a deck in its own right i don't think gyarados vmax is its own deck but if you're playing the right kind of deck and you want an oko potential mon to throw up there I said something. It's something. It's like when you want to play Catterday. You yeah. just want to play something cheeky, fun, different, and you just want to have a good time. Maybe win some games here or there. Except if you're me and you go three and zero with Catterday at your final local league in Indianapolis, and uh, never been. I don't think I've ever gone undefeated in the league except for playing Catterday. BDIF. Wait, didn't BDIF, you, I Sean. guess that's not league, but I was about to say, didn't you win a, uh, I guess not undefeated either. You won a cup, right? With uh, No, I top cut it a cup oh, with Pidgeotto Control. Okay, filthy. <laughs> filthy. I love Pidgeotto. Oh, man, Pidgeotto Control takes me back. Anyways, Sean, let's talk about the birds. Okay. The birds, not the bees. So there are, we're going to kind of talk about all three of them at the same time. There's Galarian Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos. And essentially, they all do the same thing. When you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench, you accelerate two energies of that type on the bird. So like Galarian Articuno will accelerate psychic energy. Galarian Moltres will accelerate two dark energies and uh, Galarian Zapdos will accelerate two fighting energies. This is very similar to dark Prism star. If you do not remember, uh, I don't remember what set it was from. If it was from like ultra prism or team up, but it is a prism star card that when you put it from from your hand to your bench, you accelerate two dark energies from your hand onto it. So especially like Galarian Articuno, when you have a card like Shadow Rider that does more damage based on the amount of energies that are on the field, I think Galarian Articuno is actually probably one of the better of the three birds. I think you can kind of put it as like Articuno, Moltres, and then Zapdos in my opinion. Yeah, the fighting one, I I don't... The fighting one's a weird one that I, I'm like, I'm not sure I understand the value of it. We um, just don't have, like, a good fighting deck right now, yeah. you know? Like, with, with the Psychic one, with Articuno, we have Shadow Rider, you know, is going to be is gonna be a good deck. We've got Espeon VMAX, which some people are liking, you know, also does 60 damage um per energy although that's with your opponent's pokemon but still like it's it's a it's a decent it can be a decent psychic deck um the dark we've got i mentioned them before eternatus you know you've got um the the whatchamacallit the gengar um Mm. if you want to try that out so and plus we have energy switch in the format i think energy switch was sword and shield base set um Um, you're going to be able to move you're going to be able to move some of those around Potentially, if you yeah. need to, to fill like an energy cost of some sort. And also maybe for fighting, you know, Galarian Surfetch V, when you move it from the bench to the active, I believe you take fighting energies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Galarian Surfetch, I think that you're right. That's the, that is the combo for the Zapdos. It's what's going to have to be the combo. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. I'm trying to think. I'm also... I'm also looking at the time, Jake. Do we want to? I do. We'll do. We'll do a, a couple two? more because we've okay. only. I've only got one more Pokemon that I really want to discuss real quick, and we've talked about it before, so wanna, we don't have to stay forever. Do you want to finish off the Pokemon, and then next week we can do all of the trainer cards? 
You know what? Yeah, we can do that. Cause there are some cool trainer cards in here. I yeah. have a, for any, for context, I have an eye appointment in 40 minutes mm-hmm. as of the time of this recording. So it'll probably be, it's not very far. It's only like 10 minutes away, but anyways, we're going to talk about the last Pokemon Rayquaza V max sing or I'm sorry, rapid strike Rayquaza V max with the ability blue sky wave, 320 HP dragon V max Pokemon. Once during your turn, you may discard your hand and draw three cards. A lot of people are liking this ability. You know, discard draw is, is been good. Sean, we've seen it with professors research, you know, all the junipers and things like that throughout the, the trading card game since like black and white. Um, even Professor Oak, I think, actually did that. I know there was Professor Oak way back in Heart Gold Soul Server that was like Cynthia. But, anyways, that is pretty good. But the main thing, comboing with the Flaffy, we kind of talked about it earlier. But for fire and lightning energy, max burst 20 plus damage. You may discard any number of basic fire or lightning energy from this Pokemon. This attack does 80 more damage for each energy discarded in this way. 80. Now, we talked about this briefly when it was announced, and we both were like, this seems broken. In tourney results and actually in Omnipoke and other people's tier like lists, it's actually at tier two. And I wonder if that is just because it has weird energy requirements of fire and lightning. Yes, we are getting Flaffy, which helps, but the amount of setup it takes to get the first one off is not nothing. I think what a lot of people are afraid of is one, no bench barrier Mew mm-hmm. or any sort of bench barrier component. I think that really turns a lot of people off when you talk about Rayquaza VMAX because, you know, just snipe the Flaffies. They're only 90. Yeah. Right. Um, so especially with something like rapid strike Urshifu, you can take out two Flaffies in a single turn and inherently make the game way, way harder for a Rayquaza player. Yeah. Um, and plus the energies have to be on Rayquaza. It's not like shadow ride of Calyrex where you can put the energies anywhere you want Mm -hmm. to do that extra damage and discard based off of that. Um, but I don't think I think this is going to be I think this is going to be a good deck. I think this is going to win a tournament, in my opinion, Sean. I mean, people love the heck out of Ray Eels. People are going to play the heck out of this deck. It's going to be it's I wouldn't say it's the new ADP because ADP is a monstrosity to mankind, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be played probably like that. Yeah, I think because it's a fan favorite. Right. And I will yeah. say. This will not be a bust. I don't, I'm going to make a prediction. It will not be a bust like Reshiram and Zekrom was. <laughs> right? That card, yeah. so much hype. People played it and they were like, this deck is trash. And, and nobody... that's a format where we had Welder and Coco right. Prism. Right. Like that should have been easier. And no, it was just, that was because it had that limit, right? Of how, how high you could hit. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I think, um, We'll see. We'll see. I, I I hope that the more support fire and lightning gets over time, because right now, like we're losing welder and you're not getting we're losing welder. We're losing giant hearth. We're losing yep. fire crystal. We're losing Coco prism star. All the fire support is kind of going away with rotation. Even the, even Viridian forest is going. Yeah. I mean like you have training court, but like you have training court, you have energy search. Right, I mean... Being played in some Japanese ADP lists. I think when more fire support comes back, I think that this will benefit from that. I think any other lightning support in the future... So I think that this card is well-positioned to be an okay deck, a a decent deck when it comes out, Uh, but because there's so little support for both fire and kind of lightning right now compared to what it's been in the past, you know... Everything's a, a cycle in Pokemon, and eventually that fire support and that lightning support will come back. And when it does, this card is going to just probably be that much better. So, a good good reason to to pick them up, anyways. If even if you think it's not going to be a tier one deck to start. Exactly. But as Sean mentioned earlier, I gotta go. I gotta go to the doctor. I gotta get my eyes checked. It's been like four years. Probably need a new prescription. Maybe I'll be able to see Sean a little bit better on the screen. <laughs> I mean, I can see you well because your camera is awesome. Fancy but camera. you know what I mean, Sean. <laughs> Anyways, 
everyone. Thank you so much for listening slash watching the Metapod. Whether you're watching this on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Something. Pocket Cast. That's what I use. Whatever. Whatever you're listening to, uh, we super, super appreciate it. This was a fun. I like talking about the card sets. Yes. It's it's very it's very cool to see the direction where everything is heading. And right now we're just kind of like theory crafting, just talking about the cards, what our first thoughts are pretty much. Um, but next week, stay tuned because we'll have the trainer cards and that'll be some awesome, yeah. awesome content for you all heading into pre-release. No, wait, pre-release weekend is this week, I think. Oh, yeah, two okay, weeks before we the go. set. Yeah. So get some pre-releases, tweet at us your your polls, let us know in, in YouTube comments or whatever what you got, and have a great rest of the day. Stay gaming.